How do you do? Today we'll hear the story of a woman who suffered from an incredibly challenging start in her life. She faced things no child should ever have to endure and found herself trapped in a bitter cycle of addiction. Sandy could not break out of her suffocating circumstances on her own. But when a miracle occurred, she had to pay attention. And that's when her heart and mind and life were unshackled. Mom? Dad? What's going on? What's going on? Em, come here. Sandy! The curtains! They're burning! I don't know what to- Mom! Dad! Em, watch out for the glass! Someone, help! Hey, girls. What is it? Wait, what just- Get me some water. Okay, the plates were breaking like two seconds ago. No more fire. How did it start? And who was throwing the dishes? It woke me up, but then no one was in here. The plates must have been our spirit guide, waking us up to let us know there was a fire. I told you Mrs. Carroll would protect us. Now, come on, back to bed. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. While the city of Chicago still faces issues of violence, unrest, and corruption, it's also home to Pacific Garden Mission. We are the oldest continuously operating rescue mission in the country. We've been in the city since 1877 to serve the impoverished in our city. And every day, hundreds of men, women, and children of all ages and backgrounds seek help. We are grateful for friends like you who send financial gifts to keep the doors open. Through your gifts, God provides nourishing meals, fresh clothing, and a safe place to sleep for those in desperate need. And above all, he provides the love that can set us free. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is program number 3,569 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. I was a child of the late 60s and my parents were products of that era. Near our home outside of Pasadena, my parents frequented parties, seances, and nudist camps. Sometimes we would find them strung out on tranquilizers and other drugs. Even though they operated in a chaotic world absent of rules, they still enforced strict order in our house. Dad, can I be excused? Have you finished your last bite? No, it's all fat. I finished all the good parts. You'll sit there until you finish all of it. M? Yes, Dad? Massage my feet. Yes, Dad. Okay. I finished it. Then come here and massage my back. I have homework. Sandy. Mom? Do what your father says. The woman in our story was born into a traumatic cycle of evil and abuse. Due to the subject matter, Parental guidance is suggested in this story of her journey to hope and freedom. This is the true story of Sandy Boyd, right now on Unshackled. 
started out as a normal kid playing soccer and loving horses. I would cry when I saw a horse. I wanted one so badly. Okay, so maybe my love for horses was beyond normal. But my parents' lifestyle was what set me down a terrible path. One of my grandmothers even encouraged it. We accepted what they taught us about the occult, even though it gave us nightmares. I need some help. Whoa, this is heavy. Just get it over the doorstep, then we can push it. There. What is this? Where is this going? It goes in the corner. It's a corner hutch. Antique. There we go. Perfect. All right, everyone listen up. I swung by Mr. Carroll's estate sale on my way home. You know, his wife just died. (laughs) Who's Mr. Carroll? How's he doing? (laughs) He's doing all right. Doing all right. Now, he told me that this hutch was his wife's favorite piece of furniture and that she told him before she died that her spirit would always be present in this hutch even after she was gone. And he didn't want to keep it? He wanted us to have it. What does that mean? You know the books of spells that Grandma and Grandpa dropped off? Yeah. Well, you should try them here, with the hutch. With Mrs. Carroll. With Mrs. Carroll. Exactly. I think it might look better in the other corner. I think it's perfect. It doesn't look magic. No, it doesn't. Did you do that? No, you did. No, M. That was Mrs. Carroll. Put your hands under it. Okay. Your hands are sweaty. I'm nervous. She's here to protect us, Sandy. Don't be nervous. Right. Okay. What do we do? Ask her a question. Um... Mrs. Carroll, will we get married? <gasps> what does that mean? Two thumbs means yes. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Mrs. Carroll, will we have a lot of money? Whoa, do you feel that? Where is that coming from? One thump and a breeze. That means no. Bummer. I'd rather have a lot of money than be married, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't want to be like Mom and Dad. Mrs. Carroll, will we at least marry men who have a lot of money? Good question. I grew more and more fascinated with witchcraft, not understanding the inherent dangers of it. We did hear all of those thumps and sounds, and when I performed incantations to get a boy to like me, and he did, I chalked it up to witchcraft. In fifth grade, my dad started insisting that I come to work with him at night. He said he had a lot to catch up on. What is that? Weed. Oh. Where are the other workers? This is just my office. Oh. I'm going to teach you how to smoke. Okay. First, we got to pack a bowl. Will you grab the piece from my bag? Piece of what? (laughs) Here, I'll show you. I was too young to realize how weird it was to be getting high with my dad. I liked how it made me feel, so when he started introducing me to harder drugs, I readily accepted. Then my dad began the sexual abuse. I resisted, but then he denied me the drugs that I now craved. 
Soon after, he started taking nude photos of me and got me addicted to pills. Thus began a horribly destructive cycle in which I felt completely helpless to resist. After about a year of this, I left a note for my mom. Dear Mom, I ran away with Eric and I am not coming back. Eric is that guy I I've been seeing, seeing that you said, that you said uses, uses too much too hair gel. I disagree. He may be seven years older than me, but he loves me. My life with him will be far better than my life here. Do you have any idea what Dad has been doing to me? Hello? Hi, Mom. Sandy, where are you? I'm in the parking lot of the grocery store. Eric was supposed to pick me up here, but... <laughs> he never came. I'm on my way. But she didn't believe me. Apparently, she talked to my dad, and he admitted only to a fraction of his behavior. It must not have bothered her because she stayed with him and nothing changed. In seventh grade, we moved to a new house. My sister was a troubled teen, and my parents put her in a psychiatric hospital. I had no idea what was going on and felt even more alone without my sister. Hey there. Hi. What do you think of your new room? It's fine, but it's not like part of the house. Why is it outside? That's just where it made sense to put you. Okay. Hey, I got you something. What's that? Come here. Let's take a look out the window. <gasps> oh my goodness! She's all yours. What kind of horse is she? A thoroughbred. You can name her whatever you like. She's only a few months old. Oh, thank you, Dad! Thank you! Hey, hey, hey! Before you go, I, uh... I want you in your room tonight after dinner. I'll see you then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nothing came without a price. Every night, my dad would come home and enter my bedroom. The sexual abuse I endured was laden with satanic rituals and chanting. He told me the occult was my reason for existence and continued to feed my drug addiction, getting me hooked on cocaine and harder stuff. One time I remember him giving me a ton of pills. I brought him to school. Hey, Sandy. What's up? That was a crazy party this weekend. Yeah, I woke up and was like, whoa. I know. <laughs> I was so wasted. I didn't even know where I was. <laughs> Same. I'm still messed up. <laughs> is that locker spinning or is that just me? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> These. How much? $10 a pop. Mm, eight. I sold them to Steph for 10. She'll be mad if I give you a discount. Fine. 10. All right, folks. Happy Monday. We're going to start with a little quiz to see if anyone did the reading over the weekend. There's nothing to worry about if you did what was asked of you. Everyone take one and pass it back. Write your names at the top and respond to the essay question on the board. Name at the top, Sandy. Oh, yeah, I was just, um... Why are you erasing? You haven't written anything. <laughs> Oops. 
I want you to go to the office right now. <laughs> I'm good. Now. I couldn't tell the principal where I got the pills. What would my dad do to me? I lied and got suspended. My senior year, my parents got divorced. My mom's boyfriend, Josh, moved in with us. But he was cruel in his own way. I remember having an argument with my boyfriend, Dave, that turned violent right in front of my house. When he threw me to the ground, I tried to run inside. Help! Stop it! What is going on out there? Mom, let me inside! Help! Mom, open the door! I'm bleeding! You deserve this, Sandy, you know that? You're a terrible student. You make terrible choices. And this is what that leads to. Men who don't respect you. <laughs> Mom, please. <laughs> Come back, Mom. With my mom and boyfriend gone, I pulled myself up and pushed the door open. I moved towards the phone so I could call the police, when suddenly my mom's boyfriend, Josh, grabbed my hair. Ow! Josh, what are you doing? I told you you could use the phone. This is our house. Please, stop! Oh! You're lucky to be here. After that, I ran away for real. I never graduated from high school. I landed in a different city about five hours away. I was addicted, alone, and completely abandoned. We'll continue with Sandy's story in just a moment. Many of our unshackled listeners may or may not know that Pacific Garden Mission has a one-hour weekly television program that is growing in popularity across the country. And with me right now is someone that is heavily involved in this weekly television program, the president of Pacific Garden Mission, Phil Kwiatkowski. Pastor, can you share with us what makes this program different? We are watching powerful testimonies of real people, the actual people, they walk through our doors here at the mission with unimaginable problems, and we see what happens when they meet the living Christ and begin to walk a new life. Stories of transformation like Unshackled. And what types of responses have you received from the Pacific Garden Mission television program? Networks say it is uniquely authentic, and people have traveled from other states to receive help that only Jesus delivers. This program actually does something for you through Jesus Christ. And how might this program benefit the individual watching? Everyone knows someone who is struggling in today's world. The program encourages and challenges people by sharing real-life stories, sharing real-life problems, and offering the best solution as the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's the heart of this amazing ministry. It's worked for over 140 years. Well, there you have it, folks. Check your local program guide or watch from our YouTube channel at pgm.org, or you can watch on the Unshackled app, which you can download for free at all major app stores. Thank you, Pastor. And now, listen to these app reviews from some of our new app listeners, read for you by some of our Unshackled actors. I love this program. I've loved it since I was a child, and it's nice to be able to access it through an application. The app is made well, and it offers a, a great amount of episodes for free that you can listen to and share with others. I recommend this app. It's like a fireside chat, sitting and listening to an old radio. Really love the feeling of it. 
I've uh, missed these wonderful true stories. I've loved this program for decades and missed it when I couldn't hear it. I know I'm going to love hearing once again these true stories of ordinary people on Unshackled. I love this app. I would recommend this app to everyone. Great stories on turning your life over to Jesus. I'm so grateful for this program that's needed for this untoward generation. Unshackled should be mandatory listening for middle school, Sunday school ages. I've listened to Unshackled for years, and it's never gotten boring. It's timeless. I felt I had nowhere to turn. In my brokenness, I found places to sleep in return for sex. I tried not to contact my dad until I ran out of money to support my drug habit and caved. And we picked up where we left off. He flew me out to California and set me up to perform sexual acts for money. I was desperate to be loved and married an alcoholic man I barely knew. After four years of partying, something happened that would change my life forever. What is that? Come on, Pat. What is that? It's a pregnancy test. Oh. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh... We're pregnant! We're going to have a little perfect baby, and we're going to take such good care of him. Him? I have a feeling it's a him. Now, we need to talk about where we're going to go and how we're going to support him. We have to get out of here. So I was thinking maybe we move in with your dad? Whoa. Uh, well, sorry. I'm s- still catching up. Uh, in Texas? We have to get out of here, Pat. We have to make the world perfect for this baby. But our world was far from perfect. Pat's dad had a drinking problem, too, and he and his wife fought constantly. But even despite that, this was the strongest sense of family I had ever known. And my little boy brought me more joy than I knew it was possible to feel. Hi, Sandy. Dad. Texas, huh? How did you know where I... I told you not to disconnect from me. I warned you about doing exactly what you've done. Dad, we needed a place to stay, and so we came here. I really can't talk right now. I... Who's that? My son, Kyle. I need you to go. So, you don't want what I have then? You're over all that? What? What do you have? Coke. X. Reds. You name it. I don't have much money to spare right now. There's no price tag. But of course there was. He knew exactly how to manipulate me, and now he was back in control. My husband soon filed for divorce and custody of our son. I was devastated and desperate. I drove off with my son without any plan of how I could provide for him or hide my addiction from the court. What? That's not a very nice way to greet your dad, especially when he's calling to help you. Help me how? I'll help you get a lawyer. Really? Yeah. Why don't you come down and spend a few days with me at this hotel nearby? Then you can pay for my help. No. Excuse me? No, I don't want your help. 
I don't want you anywhere near my son. You'll be back. Needless to say, I lost in court. Even my mother testified against my ability to provide for my son. He was ripped out of my life without even visitation rights. And now I had to pay child support. I needed a job, so I went back to my dad as he knew I would. I paid the price for an apartment and for my dad's help enrolling in beauty school. But when I came close to graduating, he stopped paying rent and told me to go into hiding with him. I couldn't imagine anything worse. Oh, we see you out here. Yeah, I guess it's where I live. <laughs> this house is abandoned. Not anymore now that I'm here. <laughs> that doesn't look that comfortable. It's got a roof, and the carpet's a decent bed. What if I told you I could hook you up with a mattress? Are you Santa Claus? Come on. <laughs> I know the guy who owns this place. We can make it a little bit more comfortable. You don't have to do that. I know. I'm Jack. Sandy. Oh, look at this. I even sweetened the deal. What's that? Speed. You ever try it? I'm about to. And so the cycle continued. We got married, and I soon became pregnant with my daughter. I convinced my husband to move to Washington State to be near where my sister lived. We were divorced within a year, and I moved in with my sister. We'd get high together and experience more of the supernatural encounters we had grown up with. I remember when I realized the extent to which we were surrounded by darkness. What is that? Out. It's a tape recorder. I want to remember some of Kimmy's first words. Kimmy? Yes, sweetheart, that's you. So what, you record something and then you can play it back? Yeah. <laughs> Better be careful what I say, now everything will be on the record. No offense, Em, but you're not the one I'm trying to remember. Try it. Okay. Kimmy, what would you like for dinner? You, you piece of sausage meats. You got it. <laughs> See, I want to remember how all of her eyes were wise. <laughs> Can you imagine if Mom had had one of those for us? Yeah, maybe it would have helped her reflect on her parenting. Later that day, I played back the recording. Kimmy, what would you like for dinner? I didn't hear my daughter's voice at all. The sounds on the recorder were not of this world. Terrified, I played the recording for my sister. Sandy, what have you brought into this house? Get that thing out of here! I took the cassette to my drug dealer's house and played it for her. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> That's sick. I want to put that on my answering machine. It's all yours. Have at it. Cool. Thanks. When I got back home, I took a shower... I was listening to music, and suddenly the horrible sounds came back again. It was following me. I drove back to my dealer's house, determined to destroy the tape. Jazz, we have to destroy this tape. It's really messed up, and it's... Jazz? I found her lying on the floor, eyes rolled to the back of her head, blood coming from her mouth. 
and she was making the same sounds on the tape. Jess! I grabbed the tape from the recorder and found a hammer. I destroyed the tape. And when Jazz regained consciousness, she had no memory of what had happened. What was this demonic activity happening in my life? And more importantly, how could I stop it? That night, I lay in my bed until suddenly, something bumped into my bed. A dark, tall, hooded figure. I thought I was dreaming, but then it spoke. It's time. Time for what? It's time to pass on to your daughter what your grandmother has passed on to you. I had no idea what that meant until the next day I was talking to my mom and my grandmother came up. Your grandmother would have wanted to meet Kimmy. Would have wanted to? Wait, is Grandma... Sandy. She died a few weeks ago. I didn't know. Heart failure. So that's what he meant. What who meant? At that time, I believed that because my grandmother had died, it freed me from all the darkness she had passed on to me. And now, I believed, I needed to free my daughter of that same legacy. I sat in the car, holding the razor blade to my wrist. Would it hurt? Would anyone miss me? Why was I ever born in the first place? As I lean back in my seat, my right arm picks something up that had fallen down between the seat and the console. What I held in my hand would change my life forever. How did a Bible come to be in my car? Join us next time for part two of the true story of Sandy Boyd. Listening friend, if you find yourself facing the same kind of hopeless circumstances as Sandy faced, we hope you won't endure it alone. The Bible says in Ephesians, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. We want you to know that there is someone that will stand with you and wants to save you from your dire circumstances. And his name is Jesus Christ. To talk to someone who wants to know your story and connect you to help, get in touch with Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Our email address is unshackled at pgm.org. Remember to thank the manager of this station for bringing you Unshackled. And you can also download our Unshackled app for free by visiting your favorite app store. Our app connects you to a variety of resources, including our radio dramas, short films, podcasts, event info, and more. It's your one-stop shop for all things Unshackled. And again, it's free. This is program number 3,569, 
Heard in part one of the true story of Sandy Boyd were Elizabeth Argus, Tom Geich, Lisa Keefe, Larissa Julianis, and Tim Frank. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Sound engineer, Kim Rasmussen. Script, Samantha Beach. And I'm Timothy Gregory. Unshackled is produced by Pacific Garden Mission to show through true stories that if your life is empty, it can be filled to overflowing. Please write today. Your letter means a great deal to us. The address? Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. You may call Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago and talk with someone who cares. 312-492-9410. Someone is waiting for your call. 312-492-9410. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.